0: the Johnson County Housing Crunch, what it means for you and for politics. You're on Deep Background. And joining me now to talk about housing prices in Johnson County, Kansas is Lynn Horsley of The Star. Lynn, great to have you with us. Great to be here. Again, a reminder, I'm Dave Helling with The Star's editorial board. For those who are not familiar with the podcast, one of the first I remember when we uh, Lynn did our first version of 913 which was the Johnson County special section. Um, I did the first cover story for that publication and it was about how housing prices in Johnson County had collapsed. <laughs> oh really? In the, in the great recession. <laughs> yeah. And that people were quite worried about it, people who had depended on the equity in their homes for retirement or education or whatever suddenly found themselves in pretty serious trouble because of the of the glut of housing and the collapse of you found now, in 2017-18, exactly the opposite, or at least somewhat the opposite. Oh, Tell us what's is, happening in Johnson
1: it County. It has completely reversed. Now, home prices are skyrocketing, especially in certain communities in northeastern Johnson County, Prairie Village, Fairway, parts of Wood, Roland Park, uh, maybe a exactly. little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and they're going up everywhere, Shawnee, Mission, Overland Park and Gardner-Edgerton uh, maybe to a somewhat lesser degree. But uh, countywide, in February, there were 1,300 homes for sale. And ideally, you would have something like 6,000 homes for sale. So for every home that goes on the market, there are 40 or 50 showings within the first few days. Uh, for the most appealing properties, there are multiple offers, often above the asking price within
0: a few hours right. of the, the open, and it
1: drives the price up and um it did make us wonder you know can young families still afford to live in Johnson County they've kind of been the backbone of this community you know young families still are definitely in the market they are looking for homes they want to buy in Johnson County but it's a challenge for many of them and um The other thing that people should know is as these appraisals go up, it can involve a property tax increase, and that affects almost every homeowner in the county. And we're
0: going to come back to that, obviously, but let's go back to the crunch. Do we have any sense of why it's happening? Is it not building enough homes? People, the demand for homes closer in
1: uh, growing. I mean, that's part of it too, isn't it, Lynn? W- w- why do we have this crunch? Well, for for one thing, you know, during the recession, really, the, the new home starts collapsed. There was no new building going on. I think that is starting to come back. Particularly
0: single family homes. Exactly. There was some building of apartments and things, but single family homes really, really shrunk.
1: Right. And a lot
0: of builders went out of business. They, they said did. they built homes on spec thought that the bubble would never burst when it did they were holding half million dollar
1: homes that wouldn't sell right so I'm told that the new housing starts is coming back somewhat but new houses also cost more Uh, it can cost at least two hundred thousand dollars to build a new home the other thing is people want to live in a particular area they want to live in northern Johnson County close to the Country Club Plaza close to downtown in, in communities with great schools, you know, the prairie village shops, wonderful neighborhoods, and I'm told even the older tree canopy makes a difference. Right, right. They don't have the older trees out in Gardner Edgerton. Right. Um, so and and also a lot of people in Johnson County aren't moving. They're not selling their homes. So Particularly the supply- baby
0: boomers who would typically have the three car garage, four bedrooms they used to sell and move out or move to Florida or whatever. They're not doing that quite They're as much. They're apparently maybe.
1: not moving at the degree they used to. And so it's a, totally a supply and demand. The demand is high, the supply is low, and so it does drive the prices up. Yeah.
0: The other phenomenon uh, in the older parts of Johnson County, Lynn, is arguably that the homes are older, and therefore closer to what you think of as a starter home they don't have three car garages they have one you know and they have two bedrooms and they don't have basements those are typically where first-time buyers would go but i think your story suggested that the squeeze is on them most of all
1: yes and especially in places like prairie village you know these young families want three three bedrooms and at least two cars and so in Again, in places like Prairie Village and maybe even Roland Park, they're seeing teardowns. They're tearing down the smaller, more modestly priced houses and putting up larger homes that are, can, in many cases, cost $500,000. Now that doesn't affect, you know, if you're in an existing home, you're not going to get compared to a, a, a much larger 4, house. 4,000 square foot right. house. Right. <laughs> but they, they try to, comp- you know, the fair market value is based on comparables. but if people want your lot they're going to pay more even for a modest house
0: 130 150 thousand dollars or even more
1: and so uh that is causing the prices to go up do
0: governments feel like they have to manage this problem lynn i mean what i'm fascinated by the idea too that the prairie village problem is different from the olathe problem which is different from shawnee i mean everybody Tends to think of Johnson County as homogenous in a way, but councils and governments have very different challenges, don't
1: they? Well, they certainly do, and there was a and lot school of school
0: districts and all the other right, stuff that goes right. Right.
1: Uh, there was a lot of chatter on Twitter after my story came out that, uh, essentially, as you have this high demand in northeastern Johnson County, it's also that those communities are pretty landlocked. There's more room to grow in the far southern part of the county where housing prices are a little bit more moderate. So that creates sprawl. Right. You know, you either have a lot of people moving into northeast Johnson County or you have many people moving into the southern parts of the county. And so it it, it just expands the the government space that, that uh, these elected leaders are trying to manage. But it,
0: is, but it is relatively unusual, is it not, that the inner ring suburbs are seeing this high demand. I mean, well, one of the things we talked about during the Overland Park mayoral race last year was the need to manage declining properties and older homes and all the things that Kansas City, Missouri, as you know, has dealt with for decades. And so this, this demand in the prairie villages and the missions and the Roland parks is relatively unique.
1: Right, I think it could be, and it, 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 it may be a, a healthy thing, right. you know, that, that that unlike some inner ring suburbs in other communities, um, Johnson County's inner ring suburbs are doing pretty well, and they obviously are still in demand. Uh, however, in places like Prairie Village, where you have a lot of teardowns, those communities are trying to figure out regulations to make sure that Uh, as you tear down the older buildings and maybe replace them with newer housing that you don't destroy the character that made Prairie Village so appealing to begin Uh, with.
0: And you do need homes for first-time buyers. I mean that the whole point of communities particularly suburban communities is to figure out the sweet spot where younger families can find affordable housing uh, relatively conveniently at a price they can pay, and I think your story suggested that's getting harder It is, harder.
1: and to be honest, I'm not sure Johnson County elected leaders are that focused on affordable housing. Some of the new elected members of, of the Overland Park City Council, specifically Logan Healy, who's a young man, 25 years old, and renting right. an apartment, he does, he is concerned. And, uh, and other people, Overland Park had a visioning session recently, what's the future of Overland Park, and some people did say they want diversity, they want a welcoming community that's affordable for all levels of families, but I don't see uh, governments proactively trying to build affordable housing. And that, to be honest, that's a problem all over the metro area. Even Kansas City is having trouble uh, uh, promoting affordable housing, especially in downtown. Well, is
0: there a chance that Kansas City, Missouri might take advantage of this squeeze in the inner ring suburbs and say, hey, look come to Kansas City Missouri we've got houses that are you know 50,000 less than you're paying in Prairie Village and if Kansas City Missouri is one example but Lee Summit or Gladstone or North Kansas City I mean you would think that there would be an opportunity to those young families to say look if you're priced out of the Roland Park market which is almost amazing to even say (laughs) that we have alternatives is there an opportunity in your view there
1: I would think so but some of the real estate agents I talked to said that the customers they're dealing with really want to be on the Kansas side they want to be in Johnson County they think those schools are better you know kansas city has some good school districts especially in the northland there are also uh, good school districts i.e lee summit but many of these young people that they are uh, seeing as potential buyers work in johnson county a lot of the big employers are in johnson county so the proximity to those employers means many of these couples still want to live in johnson county specifically
0: um we'll get to the tax implications in a minute but Again, broadly speaking, Lynn, is this just a case of sort of Johnson County whining? Yeah. I mean, you know, prices are bad. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, Prices are up. Oh, that's horrible, too. I mean, or is this... I mean, I was struck by your story, not that prices are going up, because I do think there's sort of a boom-bust cycle in suburban communities, but it does seem to be making changes in places that haven't seen it for a long time. Yes. Inner ring right. suburbs, older neighborhoods, those were, have, in past boom-busts, really been passed up, in my experience, by the, you know, the new Rod Rock development in right. Shawnee or whatever yeah. it is. This seems to be different.
1: Yeah, I and I also sh- must emphasize some people are delighted about the increased property right. values. If you want to sell your house, that can be a real boon. Uh, and and even people who want to stay in Prairie Village say it's healthy to have an increasing fair market value for right. your community. There, many people are pleased about this trend, not concerned. But I think it they do need to manage it and. You know, for now, maybe uh, home prices are still somewhat affordable. But if the trend—they've been going up considerably by double digits for the last two years. If that continues for the next couple of years, then you do really start to wonder if it's affordable for for young people.
0: Now, we should point out that your story suggested that homes $350,000 and up are not seeing this kind of jump those typically are sort of more executive homes for broadly speaking, older people, maybe with teenage children or maybe empty nesters. Those aren't seeing the bump that you're seeing in these smaller starter yeah,
1: areas. I mean, there are some luxury communities where property values really are going up, right. no doubt about that. But in general, I think the folks who live there, they can afford it.
0: Right, right. And when you say managing these changes, it goes beyond just housing prices i mean now you're talking about school districts and younger children i mean you really do have to have a bit of a crystal ball as a policymaker mm-hmm. don't you Lynn, to understand what these demographic changes will mean for you know where are you going to put a new mall where are you going to put a grocery store where are you going to you know what what incentives do you need for street repair that type of thing Definitely. i mean those are the, and these inner ring suburbs have not had to wrestle with that problem, either. No, they they?
1: haven't, but it is interesting. A number of communities, specifically Overland Park and Olathe, are now having major visioning projects where they're trying to engage their whole community with large public forums saying, we are growing. Uh, we're going to probably continue to grow for the next 20 years. How do we manage this? The answers aren't immediately evident, but but both Olathe and Overland Park have very aggressive planning uh, ventures underway to try to have some kind of zoning and um, you know maybe ordinance changes to actually manage this growth. Right,
0: and we should again repeat uh, before we take a break that johnson county is not a homogenous thing that the challenge in overland park is different than the one in leewood which is different from the one in roland park which is different from the one in mission absolutely good all right, point right, all right let's take a break and i want to talk about the property tax issue when we come back you're on deep background Dave Helling with the Star's editorial board. Back with you now, and Len Horsley uh, with the Star, who wrote just a fascinating story about the changing uh, home picture, if you will, in Johnson County, Kansas, and home prices going up, at least in some areas, rather dramatically. Len, thanks for being with us. Well, you, you mentioned this earlier, but we do want to talk about the, the, the broader implication. When home prices go up, taxes can go up, although they don't have to, Depends on your own circumstance and where mill levies are set. But certainly that's something everyone will want to pay attention to.
1: Right. This affects every homeowner in the county. More than 200,000 notices are going out from the county appraiser's office uh, on February 26th. And I must say, I mean, Johnson County does reappraisal every year as required by law. I think in, in Missouri, the it's appraisals are, yeah, yeah, well, they're not done as regularly. No. But every year, Johnson County residents get a uh, the appraiser's estimate of the fair market value of their homes. And the appraisal is indirectly related to the assessed valuation, which is directly related to the property tax that people pay. Right,
0: right. But let's back up. That reappraisal is based on what it's based on sales and, and you know they make some reasonable attempt to link what your home is worth to what your neighbor's home yeah they see. have these
1: models and they do yeah. look at sale prices and comparables and they they try to come up with what would your house sell for if you put it on the market right. uh and uh in many cases I was looking, you know, all of this data is online. It's very user-friendly. You can look up your house in Johnson County. You can look up your neighbor's house. You can look up a house in Olathe or Leewood or Mission and see what it is valued at and what those taxes are. And those taxes have been going up.
0: Right. And will presumably continue to go up based on these hotter markets. Right. And and it, it is often so confusing for homeowners because while the aggregate of property tax values has some relevance to what elected bodies do in terms of mill levies, your individual situation may vary depending, you know, like it, it, let's say uh, Mission overall values have gone up 5%. The Mission City Council could say, okay, I'll roll back my levy 5% or whatever it is. But if your home went up 10%, <laughs> then a 5% rollback doesn't completely make you whole and people really get frustrated with that right
1: and and also uh, the main impact is from the school districts uh so yes because their
0: levies are far higher than they're, they're
1: higher yeah uh, the now i will say the johnson county commission you know as far as the county part of your assessed valuation and your property tax bill they lowered their levy last year and they said they're going to give serious consideration to lowering it again uh, meanwhile, however, they uh, had an increase a couple of years ago to benefit the parks and the library systems because those agencies really were struggling, and and they have um, appreciated that increase in their um, budgets. R- budgets, and they are putting that to good use with, with new libraries and new park amenities. So anyway, Johnson County lowered its levy. um Overland Park lowered its levy. I think Overland Park has the lowest levy of the of the cities in Johnson County. Prairie Village lowered its levy slightly, but many of the others did not. And that's in part because the tax
0: base isn't very broad in a mission, in a, I, I hate to keep picking on them, but Shawnee or what, the, the tax base in Overland Park is relatively broader because of offices and Oak Park Mall provides money and that type of thing. In the smaller communities it's basically homes and maybe a few shops. Well, and I think businesses. we realized
1: this you and I were looking Linex's property tax yes. is considerably higher than in Overland Park. Right. And you know, we'll have to see what they do this year. Lenexa is getting more offices and more economic development. But the property tax is very cons- quite a bit. There's a lot of diversity in the property tax rate among the cities in, in Johnson County. And to be honest, most people probably don't look at that when they're choosing where to
0: live. Right. And they don't really pay a lot of attention because it's built into the mortgage payments. You don't have to write. Now, some older people who own the homes do have to write that check and they get a little bit Nervous about it, but the other political problem then is, you're you're exactly right. The by far the biggest property tax hit comes from schools, and when the bill comes and your property tax has gone up, and you know, hundred dollars a month or whatever it is, or fifty dollars a month, it's harder then to see why the schools are complaining that they're out of money and they have to <laughs> lay off teachers and the school finance formula mm-hmm. is all a mess. There is, when you have this kind of volatility and aggressiveness in home prices, the political uh, volatility can increase too, can it?
1: I think so. And I will also say that Paul Welcom, um, the county appraiser, noted that people can appeal this notice. Uh, and in 2016, they had 3,000 appeals. Well, last year they had 5,000 appeals. Right. So as the values go up, more people appeal. Yeah. And to be honest, people should know that about 40 or 50% of those appeals are addressed. You know, they, they can result in some reduction.
0: So- And that's you, particularly true when you only have 1,300. When, you, when the number of sales shrink. The comparables become more variable, and then appraisals can get a little more out right. Of and
1: the appraisals are based on drive-bys. They they the, they are appraisers looking at the exterior of your of your house. If your interior has a lot of problems, <laughs> or you have green shag carpeting, right. and it looks like it's from the 1970s, they said they that very very much can af- affect the, the value the, when you go to sell the market value, and so they might knock it down.
0: And it's a square footage calculation. You've added a new basement you've done right. these other things it's kind of mathematical in right. some ways but they There's are
1: expecting more appeals this year as the values go up uh, the appeals have to be filed by March the end of March and then the, uh, throughout the summer they will review those right. you know appeals and and make a judgment i
0: will tell you my own experience and you and i did chat about this my mother lived in johnson county for many years and she actually wanted her appraisal to go up. She was less worried about taxes than some sense of the value and equity that she was building in her home. And normally when you have an appraisal, you have to pay for it. But when the county does it, it's free. And so she and and I think this is common in Johnson County, you know, likes it when the value goes up.
1: Yeah, a lot of good. people feel like their home is their best investment and the more equity you have in there, it's good. And that is what some young people told me. That even as they see these home prices spiking and it's difficult to find a home that's affordable, they feel like if they can do that, it's a better investment than just renting an apartment. Now,
0: your your, uh, job here at uh, the Mothership is to cover Johnson County politics. Let me ask you this. Do you get a sense that governments, broadly speaking, see this increase in housing activity as a windfall that they can now take advantage of we've wanted to do streets for so long we've wanted to do that intersection we need a new stoplight Mm -hmm. or is there a sense let's not get crazy this may be a temporary thing let's put some money aside or not go out of our minds to good you know engage in new projects until we're sure that this is really not fool's goal.
1: I think that's the the more prudent approach, and that's what I'm sensing, at least from the elected leaders that I speak to, that they are even willing to consider rolling back the levy somewhat so that they're not getting a windfall in revenue, but that they can keep you know, uh, pace with their their costs. I will also say that there are a number of communities that are proposing sales tax increases, right, right. you know, for road maintenance or for new community Well, you went centers. through the whole mess
0: in, uh, in Mission on the driveway tax, and that was because home values weren't going up, and the revenue from the property tax, particularly in a smaller community with a narrow base, wasn't going up, and so they said, well, let's try this, what turned out to be an unconstitutional thing. So you wonder if the increase in value is convincing mayors and council members to be prudent going forward or whether they're saying now finally we're out of the woods, it's been a 10-year recession, we need to start doing something.
1: Well, I think it's a balancing act. Yeah, Yeah, I think they they don't want to uh, tax their residents um, uh, oppressively, um, and they also want to make sure that they have enough funding to, to right. provide decent services. And there are
0: deferred needs. I mean, I, every community went through a deferred need period. I, I'm interested in that, frankly, because the city of Kansas City, Missouri just issued its budget. And for now, at least, it seems as if the the massive budget pressure has been you know relieved to some degree. And so things that ha- were put off, they're saying, well, now we might be able to do this, that, or the other. And you would think that you know, it's hard for communities not to sort of approach it that way. That that because the recession squeezed budgets so dramatically, uh, you know, ten years ago, that uh, that projects were put off, and sidewalks weren't paved, and intersections weren't fixed, and curbs did deteriorate. So you're right. It needs to be presumably some sort of balancing act. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it was a fascinating story, Lynn. Um, We should just as a disclaimer at the end, I live in Johnson County. You don't. (laughs) So we're not out there pumping or not pumping property values. Johnson County, though, is undergoing, final question, interesting changes, isn't it? I mean, it's not the 1950s, 60s Johnson County that, that I certainly n- knew growing up, going to Shawnee Mission Schools. It, the, the the unique challenges of managing older stock, managing older homeowners, young families, schools, amenities, uh, it's really a fascinating time over there.
1: Well, my, my theme that I encounter all the time when I'm covering Johnson County is growth and change and resistance to growth and change and um yeah the
0: yearning for it in a way because without it you don't have x y and well there's
1: there's a nostalgia for the way things used to be at the same time johnson county obviously is trying to compete with the best of Kansas City. Uh, they're trying to uh, have, you know, sort of the, some of the ur- urban amenities. There is kind of an apartment boom, even as we're talking about the single family housing values. There are a lot of luxury apartments going in, empty nesters mm-hmm. and millennials in some mm-hmm. cases are seeking out these multi-family uh, complexes, which are, are kind of a new phenomenon for Johnson right. County.
0: Plus you throw in the changes in retail, what that has meant for development and office space and telecommuting and border exactly. war, all of that stuff thrown in <laughs> right. in one place.
1: It's a dynamic and vibrant uh, county to cover and there's never a dull moment. All
0: right. Well, never a dull moment with Lynn Horsley on Deep Background. That's for sure. Lynn, thanks for so much for coming and talking about your story and uh, we'll have you back again. My pleasure. All right. Dave Helling with the STARS editorial board. Thanks to you for joining us. You have been on Deep Background.